So welcome to Confessions of a Serial Seller. My guest today, she is a global keynote speaker. She's a business growth expert, and she was actually voted one of top 15 business growth experts worldwide. She's author of two books, the best sales book ever, and the best sales leadership book ever. And I'm absolutely honored to have her as a guest. So Meredith Elliott Powell, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Tony. I'm really looking forward to being here. Oh, likewise. So Meredith, tell, tell me a bit about how you got into sales, what your journey was and, and how you got to consult some of the biggest corporates around the world. Yeah, you know, I think that I came to sales like a lot of people come to sales. Very few people um, wake up one day and decide that they want to be in sales. You know, unfortunately, yeah. sales has, has such a negative connotation that I fought it. Um, really for years. Yeah. But, um, but I found myself uh, in my first um, uh, job mm. and, uh, and I was working in uh, kind of an operations uh, uh, environment mm. and I worked in a very male dominated industry and it was, um, and I am old enough that it was tough at that point to crack the glass ceiling. Yes. And I really, by observing really to me was the one way to get respect, the one way to create opportunity, the one way to increase my salary was yeah. if I could learn to sell. Yeah. And that really started my, um, my path down there. And while it did crack the glass ceiling for me, what I got from sales, I mean, it just really transformed my life. I think it's the greatest career out there and everybody should learn to do it. I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm so passionate about it. And I'm glad to hear you are as well. What, what do you believe working with thousands of salespeople and obviously you've written books, books on the subject. What do you believe makes a top sales performer? You know, I think that, um, I think that, I think it's a couple of things. I mean, in, and I think probably it, it's changed really in the, um, in the last few years since the mm. economy has shifted and now with the pandemic, yeah. um, it will shift, it will shift again. Right now, I would say that, um, that it is this combination of, um, of persistence, resilience, and, um, and empathy and drive. And, mm. and let me just say in the sense that one of the biggest things that I see with salespeople, and Tony, you've got to experience this too, is that yeah. this, is not a, this is not a game where you can just give up. I yeah. mean, you have to stay in the game. You've got to be persistent. You've got to deal with rejection. You've got to slug it off and get back up. But at the same time, if you're not balancing that with really passionately caring yes. about the people that you're, that you're, that you're selling to, Yes. Then, then, then that persistence can come off um, uh, wrong. Yes. And drive means the best salespeople that I've seen right now are kind of um, they are running to the sound of the gunfire in this in, mm. the, in the middle of this pandemic. They're not slowing mm. down. They're mm. turning on. Mm. You know. No, I, I absolutely agree with those sort of characteristics, if you will, that you've outlined there. You know, persistence, resilience, empathy, and drive. So I've got a couple of questions on that. How do you remain persistent without coming across as a pest? Yeah, um, it's such a good question. Um, that's why I think that empathy is, um, empathy is such an important quality of a, um, of a salesperson. But basically, um, when I work with my clients, the rule mm. of thumb that, that we follow is that the chances that you are going to interact with somebody at the exact moment they're ready to buy mm. are really slim to none. 
Mm. You know, I mean, they're just, the, the fact that you could get that timing right is just, I mean, you don't, you know, we were talking before we did this interview that mm. you proposed to your, you know, your, your wife at, at yeah. the Lakes District. Well, well, you couldn't have proposed to her the very first time you met her. She would have gone running for the hills, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so how you do that is that when you know, I always tell salespeople that the timing is everything and you've got to feel your way through the sale. Yes. And if people are not ready to buy, you stay in touch by mm-hmm. adding value and continuing to nurture the relationship. I'll keep going with the, with the dating thing. You mm. meet somebody and you think this is the person of my dreams. Mm. You nurture that re- relationship along. You, mm. you put your best foot forward. It's the same thing in sales. So if you Mm. keep making, if you keep making the follow-up about Mm. you, you're annoying. If you make the follow-up about enhancing the relationship, it's then, then the relationship builds and grows. And when the timing is right, they'll do business with you. I love that analogy actually. And and I'll be honest, my wife was close to running to the hills, even when I asked (laughs) (laughs) to be quite honest. So my timing may have still been out, but you, you You said there about keeping in touch by adding value. Can you give some suggestions of what you believe is the best way to do that? Yeah, there's, um, you know, maybe we could put it in the show notes, but I've got, mm. um, I've got a document. Um, it's right on my website called 16 ways to stay in touch without being annoying. Oh, brilliant. Um, but, uh, but, and, and, and it's the same type of touches, whether a prospect was hot yeah. or whether they were a little bit, um, uh, uh, cold. Cause we've all had really hot prospects yes. all of a sudden go dark. Right. Yes. Um, and, uh, and so it's things like, um, the moment that you're not interested in mm. necessarily talking about closing the deal right now, mm. I'll do things like we've all done this, send articles of interest, invite people to webinars, send a podcast that might might be of interest. Mm. Um, you know, when things turn back to normal, we can invite them to an event. We can share things that they do on, on, um, on LinkedIn. Yes. Take a problem that you heard them really talking um, about. I just had this happen with a, with a prospect um, uh, the other day. Is yeah. um, I found out that they are really looking for a. Uh, they need a new piece of equipment in mm. their in their plant. Mm. I don't sell equipment, but I connected them to um, to two companies that I've heard really good things about Amazing. that uh, that sell that equipment. So it's anything I can do yes. to show that this relationship is more about them than it is about me. I love that. I absolutely mm. love that. No, there's some gold there that you've just shared. Oh, I think mm. that's fantastic. You touched on earlier about, you know, part of the job of being tenacious and persistent and resilient is you're going to get rejection. But, you know, I, I find, I've done about you, Meredith, but a lot of my clients really struggle with that and, and, and struggle to get back up. What's some of the best tips you've been given or best advice you've been given of how to handle that rejection better? Yeah. You know, number one is that, um, no just means no right now. Um, I really believe that when somebody tells me no, Mm. it just is a light bulb that goes off in my head that said, I didn't prove enough value. Mm. Like somewhere I, so it kind of becomes a puzzle to me. Like, Mm. okay, where did I miss? Like, did I choose the wrong prospect? Mm. Which is huge. Way too many salespeople spend time trying to close a deal that is never going to close. Or if it closes, it will be so much trouble you wished it hadn't closed. Yes. But, um, but, but it becomes a puzzle to me. Like if I was so sure that was going to close and it, and it doesn't, Mm. then where did I miss the mark? The other thing is that, um, dealing with rejection is you should be overfilling 
your sales funnel. Like I say that sales is a lifestyle. It's not a task. Mm. So even if I'm about to make gold this month, I'm still out there selling all the time because I'm expecting some of my deals not to go through. I mean, Tony, one of the biggest shifts about today's marketplace before this pandemic and after is the fact that we do not control the buying cycle. Customers can buy our products and services anywhere, anytime. I mean, you just Mm -hmm. landed a big deal right before we did this podcast. But the truth is the product that you are selling, the one you just sold, Mm. your your client could have bought it anywhere. There's a million of that. So, so you have to understand that, mm. that you have to nurture that lead along. And if mm. you lose one, what are you doing to re-engage that customer to continue to sell? Yes. I really like that. And what's one of your best suggestions of how to re-engage on that lost prospect? Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm getting ready to do a program um, today for, uh, for the insurance industry mm. about how, mar- how marketing and sales um, should be working together. Yes. Um, and I think that, uh, I think if you have a marketing department, then, yeah. then this is where you need to work with marketing. If you yeah. don't, if you're a little bit more like me, then you go into your follow-up system. Like when um, I just, uh, I lost a deal, um, uh, two years ago. Yeah. And, um, and what I did with that deal was I sent, I just sent her a note and said, you know, I completely understand if at yeah. any moment you're not happy, mm. please know that you can reach out and call with me. And if it's okay, I'm going to continue to stay in touch. Yes. So for the next year, I just nurtured that lead along. I would invite her to webinars. I would connect her to people and everything like that. Yeah. And then earlier this year in the first quarter, I landed a job with them. Amazing. So, Yeah. So I just say that, you know, I get it. I understand completely. I'm going to stay in touch, but no Mm. to me means rejection means I didn't prove enough value. Yes. And that means I just get to go back and do more. Yes. No, I think so many salespeople give up too quickly. And I I think they really struggle with that whole nurturing, engaging piece because they're Mm -hmm. just, you know, they're just thinking about the dollar sign and where's the next deal coming from rather than focused on bringing the prospects that they just haven't won yet. I think that's yes. solid advice, actually. And you mentioned mm-hmm. there a, a deal, obviously, you lost a couple of years ago, but then won it back, which is fantastic. Share with my listeners, Meredith, one of the deals that has really stood out for you in your career that maybe you're most proud of, and also one that maybe taught you the most in terms of the lessons you took from it. And it might be the same one deal, or, or they might be, two entirely different ones. Yeah, you know, to tell you the truth, um, there's, uh, this is, this is so easy for me because I tell this, I tell this story from stage um, so often is, um, is, so I believe one of the most important skills a sales professional can have is Mm. I believe if you build your network, it changes your life. I think that you should be cultivating relationships now that you're going to, do business with two to three years from now. And so I have, so I've always really um, subscribed to that, but you know, gosh, when you get busy and things like that, networking can kind of be a pain. You're thinking, Oh, I don't have time for this because there's no immediate gratification, no instant return on investment. But, um, but because I speak about this and because I teach that I have to hold myself accountable to do it. And this was a few years um, back, but I, uh, 
I, first thing I do every morning after I meditate and read my goals is I reach out to a few people mm. and, you know, maybe on LinkedIn or, or make a phone call or do something like that. Mm. And I happened to reach out to um, a woman that I had worked with years ago. Yeah. I was going to be speaking in her community. So we went and we met for lunch yeah. and um, I had no intention in my heart of selling her anything. We had a great conversation. I talked all about her. At the end of the conversation, she said, um, I'm so embarrassed. I hadn't asked about you, which yeah. is exactly what you want, right? You want people talking about themselves. Yeah. I had just written a book. She, um, she took that book, called me two weeks later and said, I read your book, which shocked me. She said, we'd like to have you come down and, um, and do a presentation for our executive team. Yeah. I, so all I did was make a phone call and there I had a job, but that okay. job led to, um, that one job, the CEO ultimately hired me for a two year contract, wow. um, to do business with them, but it gets better. That led to, they referred me to another company in Hawaii yeah. where I did all the training and development for that company. And I ended up oh, yeah. for two years flying every other month to Hawaii wow. all because I bothered to network all because I bothered. And it really taught me yes. the consistency, the importance. And, and in sales, you 100% need to be focused on what you're doing for the other person yes. and not focused on what you're getting in the immediate. I, I really believe that shift in energy is key. Totally. I love that story. And I, I, I had um, Bob Berg on my podcast. Oh, I love Bob Berg. He's amazing, right? And it just... Mm -hmm. And his whole get you know give mentality and concept is exactly what you just touched on you know and I and I, I call it the whale you know I say that you never to me the whale is the biggest deal you're going to land but you never know where the whale is going to come from and like you touched on you reached out to a lady who maybe she wasn't the whale but she knew yeah. the whale and it's and that's so important I think for salespeople to remember is the power that you can help one person and they can become your raving fan and recommend you yes. to so many more, you know? What, yeah. What, yeah. It's, it's just, it's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. No, great story. What's some of the best sales advice that you've ever been given throughout your career, Meredith? Um, you know, the, the best advice, um, and I preach this advice like crazy is that the sale happens in the follow-up that it mm. always happens, um, you know, in the follow-up is that mm. it's the, it's the salesperson who stays in the game, who understands how to stay in the game yes. is, is the, is the, um, is the salesperson that wins. And then I would add to that, that it, that this isn't sales isn't something you do when you need a deal. It's something yeah. you do all, um, all the time. Totally. Totally. It's funny. I, I had a, the, the wonderful Jeb Blunt with me about a month ago. Uh, he's just awesome, right? Um, yes. And and that's what he spoke about. It's constantly prospecting. Yeah. You know, you don't yeah. stop. And like you said, overfill your funnel. And, and mm -hmm. I, I think you can't stop. I want to dive in a bit about your book. So tell me about, let's start with the best sales book ever. Um, and I, I love that title, you know, like, <laughs> you know who, who told you it was, but I love it. So tell me about, about that. But what was sort of the the premise of the book and what would I sort of share with my listeners, maybe the three top tips that came out of the book. Yeah. You know, so if you, if you knew my co-author, the great Connie Podesta, you would understand why that book is called the best sales book ever. Right. Um, but the tag of that, but the tag of that book is um, really what uh, cut through the excuses and send sales through the roof. Yeah. And what I love about this book is it is about what salespeople need to quit 
doing. Mm. Um, and the reason we wrote it that way was because, you know, as sales professionals, oh my gosh, I mean, your to-do list just gets longer and longer and longer. Yeah. And everybody has advice about what salespeople need to keep doing in order yeah. to add to their list. And we thought, well, let's write a book about what they need to stop doing. And let's awesome. simplify the process and get people razor-like focused. Yeah. And that's really the premise of the book. That's so clever. So share with us three massive don't do's from a sales perspective. Don't do's. Yeah. Number, number one that is, that is really um, uh, big for me as a sales professional is do not undervalue the power of the marketing team. So yeah. often sales professionals see marketing as support. Mm. And marketing needs to be an equal team player with you. And right now in today's marketplace, they can remove at least a third of your to-do list yes. and allow you to focus on what you do really, really well. Mm. Um, so that to me is, you know, that to me is, uh, is, you know, is really the, um, the big one. Yeah. Second is um, do not undervalue the power of technology. Yes. Uh, don't blow off using your CRM, your customer relationship management yeah. uh, system that, that I, and I know this because I did it uh, for the first couple of years when they really came out, I fought them. Yes. And, um, and, and that is going to be your best friend. And the last one I'm going to say is that um, don't focus more on prospects than you do on your existing customers. Mm. Business grows in today's marketplace from the inside out. Any prospect mm. is going to verify you before they do business with you, which means mm. that they are going to talk to your existing customers mm. about um, what the experience has been like. So the worst thing that can happen to you in this economy is not that you don't get a sale. It's that your existing customers, customers find out about a product or service they need from yes. somebody else other than you. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that. I love that perspective on it because you're absolutely right. We have zero control now in terms of how our buyers find us and the journey they go through. And I think you're, you're spot on there that they will do their homework and they will verify and validate Yes, probably before you've even had a conversation now, right? Yes. Yep. I love that. Yeah. And tell yep. me about, Tell me about the best sales leadership book again. Yeah. <laughs> so we, um, you know, we got into, um, we really got into writing the book and, mm -hmm. um, and it was really just going to be the best sales book ever and really just be for sales professionals. Mm -hmm. But as we got in there, um, we really realized that where a lot of sales professionals are struggling is the fact that they lack good sales leadership. Yes. And, um, and so we decided just to, just to flip the book, which exactly what you do, you flip it over yeah. and it's the, um, you know, it's the best sales leadership book ever. And I'll just give you one quick tip out of it there, which yeah. is, you know, which is one of my favorites is the fact that just cause you're good at sales does not mean you're a good sales leader. Totally. Totally. Mm -hmm. So many of my clients make that massive yeah. error, right? <laughs> yeah. What, why do you think they do? Why do businesses do that? They think John's amazing at selling. So let him lead his team. Why do you think that happens? I think it's because, you know, we've just, um, we've gotten into this idea that, um, that, that there's, that sales leadership, that salespeople don't really have to be developed mm. and that there's, um, and that you, what you want more than anything is a role model, mm. somebody who's good in that position. But quite frankly, one of the worst things you can do is, is take your best salesperson mm. and weigh them down in mm. having to develop other people. I mean, it's a, it's a totally different um, skill mm. set. The other is that we have, um, we just, 
we, we only provide one career path, right? Mm. The only way you can get promoted is to be the sales leader. And I really challenge companies to think differently about that mm. rather than, you know, you need to provide another avenue for a really good salesperson. I think I'm a really great salesperson. Yes. I'm a better sales leader than I am a salesperson. Yes. And I know that anytime I've been a member of my team, my best salespeople can outsell me. Yes. And, 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 and you need to be okay with that. Yeah, totally. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. That's a really good point. And even more so than being okay, I think you want to embrace that. Oh, you know, yes. You know, yes. I, I think you've done your job as a leader if your sales team outperform you, you know? Yes. I, I and, and, and yeah, and that's, and that's definitely what you want. Yeah, totally. So I want to get pick your brains on the situation we're in now. We're, we're in this middle of this pandemic. And I say the middle, who knows? How no, long, right. you know so who knows uh -huh. how long this is going to go on for so as a business growth expert what, what's some of the best suggestions or advice that you can give salespeople now who are working remotely to to yeah. you know to thrive during this time yeah i've i've really divided um this pandemic this crisis into three phases and you need mm. to be able to sell your way through each phase and right now we're we're in kind of coming to the end i think of phase one which is phase one understanding that the goal is um just to survive yeah. right just to um and so you've got to understand that's the phase that your customers are in yeah. they're just they're trying to get their teams to be remote they're making sure they have enough equipment they're trying to get secure their loans figure out how much um revenue um, mm. they have so in phase one you better be showing up asking how people are and listening one of the biggest mistakes i see salespeople making right now too yeah. number one they're continuing to sell Yes. at a time when their customers can't listen. Listen, yes. if, if, if you can't show up with a Band-Aid when I just lost a limb, right? Yes. Or they're pulling back and they're not showing up at all. And yeah. you got to remember that, um, that, uh, that people are going to remember what you did in the middle of this crisis. I, I wrote a blog, um, a couple, mm. I shot a video and put it on LinkedIn a while ago, and I can't believe the traction it's gotten. It's called um, Four Things That Your Salespeople Need to Be Doing Right Now. Oh, and, um, and yeah, and um, anyway, one of, the, one of the examples that I used in there is that um, in 2005, mm. uh, my husband's dental office got flooded out. It got completely mm. um, flooded. The whole community got wiped out. Mm. And we were down there every day trying to, salvage everything, figure out what we had left, you know, all this mm. type of thing. And every day there was an insurance um, man mm. who would show up every day and bring us all water and sandwiches. Brilliant. That's all he did. Brilliant. And within two years of that flood, over 65% um, of that community had moved their insurance to him. Amazing. What a genius. And that, yeah. And that's the, that's the, that's the, that's what I'm saying is in phase one, yeah. You need to be, you need to understand where people are. You yeah. can't run and hide, but you've got to show up in a way that matters. Yes. I love that. I literally mm. love that. And what, what are the second two phases? Yeah. So the second phase, I imagine that, um, you know, when we all make the decision to, um, to slowly turn the economy back on, mm -hmm. which is going to be any time between May and June right now, yeah. uh, it sounds but as you said, that could be, um, people are going to have to figure out how to do business in the new 
marketplace, yes. right? Yes. So your customers are going to be either changing their products or services. They're going to be changing their staffing needs. They're going to be changing some of the, um, you know, some of the customer markets and stuff that they, um, that, you know, that mm. they serve. You need to be in there from a consultative phase, helping mm -hmm. them out. Number, number one, you need to say, Hey, we are in phase two of this. Yeah. And in phase two, we've got to understand the new normal. Yeah. Tell me what you're thinking. Tell me what your challenges are. Tell me, tell me, you know, um, where you see the opportunity and you need to be a resource and a consultant in helping them yeah. figure out the path. Some of that is going to be the products and services you offer. Some yeah. of that is going to be you connecting them to the products and services they need to find the path forward. Yes. So, so in phase one, I want you just to be a value add resource in yeah. phase two. I want you to add a little bit of um, value still being a, mm. a resource to them, but you're going to sell a little bit because you're mm. going to have the products and services to move them forward. And in phase three, when we get there, we are going to find a vaccine yeah. and we're going to shut this down and we're going to go back to life as normal, as yeah. normal as, you know, as it is. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of well, hanging everything. Yeah. yeah. And then, and when that comes, when that vaccine happens, and we all start to pop back, you're going to say, you're going to need to say, Hey, we're in phase three. Yes. What are you returning back to the way that it was? What has been, what has worked for you that you're going to continue to do? And what's yeah. the business going to look like going forward? I don't care if you sell computers or you are a consultant. Every mm -hmm. single one of us is in consulting phase yeah. and we need to be helping our customers find the path. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. I love how you split that into those a very clear path, actually. I think that makes total sense. If if you could go back, Meredith, to your first job in sales, knowing what you know now from the thousands of people that you've coached and, and spoken to at conferences, what advice would you give yourself? <laughs> um, I would have learned to, um, I would have learned to um, ask for the business. What I was really, really good at was, um, was building a relationship and really believing that I was helping people. Mm. But I thought that if I showed up and I helped mm. that when people were ready to pull the trigger, mm. um, they would automatically do it with me. And I have lost more deals because I just didn't articulate that I wanted the business. Yes. Um, I would have learned that. Uh, so now, now I do it. Um, I make it very clear to people that, um, that I enjoy working with them and that I, mm. that I want this business. Mm. No, that's a really good tip actually. And mm. so many salespeople just, I think they, well, I think it's they're scared or they don't want to hear a no. What, what do you yeah. think prevents most salespeople from asking? I do think that I think that um, I think that we I think we're too wrapped up in ourselves in the yeah. sense that we assume well oh my gosh I did all that for you we have an expectation yeah. I you know I laid out the proposal I've listened to you I took you to dinner I did this and that certainly you're going to do business with me yeah and um, and we uh, you know there's that there's that old story from how to you know uh, with Harvey Firestone and um, and Henry Ford about the fact yeah. that why Firestone tires weren't on Ford trucks and, yeah. and Henry Ford is rumored to have said because he never asked. Yeah. And, and the truth is that we have to realize that until we articulate um, that, I just think we assume that our customers will do what we think 
they're supposed to do. And you do not get what you don't ask for in this world. Now you have to earn the right to ask. Don't ask before that. But if you want the business, you better say something. Yeah, really good advice. What couple of things I want to finish on, Meredith, but it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. What's some of the best sales books that you've ever read that's, that's helped you the most? Yeah, my absolute, um, my absolute favorite is um, How to Win Friends and Influence oh, uh, People by Dale, by, Dale, yeah, by, Dale, um, by Dale Carnegie. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, oh, and then what is the... Um, Oh gosh, it's just a, it's a, it's escaping me. Um, oh, uh, uh, dig your well before you're thirsty. Oh, I've never heard that one. Who, who wrote that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, um, I, I gotta, um, I've gotta look that up really quickly. Now I forget. Um, dig your well so, but yeah, and it's about building relationships yeah. before you need them. I love And, that. uh, I, 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 I just, uh, I just love that. Um, I just absolutely love, love that book really? and it's by Harvey McKay fantastic i'll have to look that up and you very kindly um offered for my listeners your your and i'm desperate to read it myself the 16 ways to keep in touch without being annoying i love yes. that um, and i think <laughs> i think my, you know my, my more important my, my prospects will love that so uh, yeah so i definitely want to read <laughs> yes, that I think, I, that's yeah i think i think they will i think they'll be very happy <laughs> totally so where, where can my listeners access that and your books and obviously read more about you meredith Yes, you can find everything at my website, which is valuespeaker.com, just the terms value and speaker.com. Uh, You'll find everything uh, there. Um, uh, also, I'll give you a copy so you can put it, uh, you can put it with, you. with uh, the show notes. You can also find me on all the social media channels. I tend to live a little bit more on LinkedIn and uh, YouTube. Yep. And there you will find tons of uh, resources. I just, if you go to my website at the top, there's a purple banner called a Merge successful, and on there I put tools and resources, videos, all the types of things that I've got um, to really help you emerge successful uh, from this crisis. And I go into a little bit more detail about all three phases and how you need to sell through those. Uh, And and what was that? So that's emerge success. Did you say emerge successful? If you go to my website, valuespeaker.com, at the top you'll see a purple bar. Amazing. And you just click that bar and it'll take you right to that website. Amazing. And if you don't see something there that you have a question about, please reach out. I'm happy to create it. I really do believe you build your network, change your life. So if you reach out, I will connect back. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much for that. And thank you for giving me up your valuable time today. You know, I know it's morning for you in North Carolina, but uh, it's a lovely way to start the morning. So thank you so, so much and really appreciate your time. Thank you. It's been, it's been great to be with you, Tony. Likewise. Look after yourself. Stay safe. (laughs) You too.